Dracula. I am Dracula. And I bid you welcome, Mr. Hart, to my heart. Come Our first award goes to the vampires for most blood drained in a single evening. The strength of the vampire is that people will not believe in him. going down and you know what that means it's time for me to record another episode of my podcast the beautiful dead as always i am your host lena nazari the quickest way to reach out to me is to go to lenanazari.com you'll find links to all my social media or you can just email me that's lena at lenanazari.com I haven't said this in a while, so for anyone who's listening that's new, if you have reached out to me on social media uh, via the email or the contact form on my website and gotten a response, that is me. I do respond to everybody. It takes some time. If you have commented on my social media on any of my videos and I haven't responded, I apologize. I am trying to get to everybody, but I do respond. Speaking of social media, um, I haven't talked about this in a little while, but uh, anybody who's been following me for a while knows that one of my favorite phrases is, it takes a village, and boy does it. So I have a lot of things happening right now. One of them um, that is the most valuable to me is the street team. The street team are people who believe in me, believe in my books, believe in my social media, my YouTube, my podcast, and they're out there telling people all about me. So they are helping me out immensely because as you can imagine, I have a lot going on. Um, In exchange, they get swag from me. So you'll get um, a package from me when you join. You get postcards from me when I go to different places. Um, And I did currently just name somebody as the head of my street team. So he's helping me just figure out what we can do to really get the word out there and also keep the members uh, supported and keep communication open because I can't always be um, talking to everybody. So this will help immensely. So join my street team, go to the website, join the street team and um, come be a part of the fun. I'd like to plan a meetup for my street team sometime in the future uh but that will there will be more coming if you haven't subscribe to the podcast to the youtube channel uh if you have thank you because that helps people find me it also notifies you when things drop because sometimes i drop episodes that are surprises to people i do bonus episodes that no one sees coming so that way you'll get notified but if you really want to make me happy go to my TikTok and follow me on TikTok because I'm getting close to a thousand followers. And once I have a thousand followers, baby, I get to go live. And so I'm going to celebrate a thousand followers by going live. So get the word out. If you haven't followed me on TikTok, go do that. You'll see all my random vampire facts. You'll see vampires in the news, vampiric references where you maybe don't expect them. And then just some fun videos from me when I'm feeling extra creative. So that is me on TikTok, the Beautiful Dead podcast. 
Now, I'm sure you are wondering why in the first episode of February, I didn't draw my tarot card. And that is because I wanted to wait for the Valentine's Day episode specifically. So uh, we are going to do this together. Uh, I am going to choose my tarot for February. I will tell you it has been, that's me shuffling. It has started out very well. Um, I've been getting to the gym. I've been working with a nutrition coach to clean up my nutrition. I've been very focused on getting the YouTube started and, and um, running and getting a feel for that. So I've been very focused and very determined. So let's see what is in store for me in February or what guidance I will get from the tarot cards. So if you're watching me on YouTube, you get to see me actually draw this so you know I'm not faking it. The Knight of Pentacles. So the Knight of Pentacles, ooh. So it actually represents somebody who's a workaholic. So isn't it funny that I was just talking about how determined I've been and um, uh, for those of you who don't know, I have a full-time job and then I've also been picking up at the hospital, plus doing all this social media stuff, plus writing, plus at the YouTube and the podcast. So maybe this card is telling me back off a little bit, make sure that it's not work, work, work all the time, which is interesting. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of hoping for something more romantic, but um, the Knight of Pentacles, maybe it's telling me like, Ooh, you need to slow down um, and take some time for yourself and not be a workaholic. I'm going to have to think on this one. I'm going to have to think on this one and what this card was trying to tell me. But that is my card for February, the Knight of Pentacles. Ooh, interesting. Hmm. You guys tell me in the comments what you think the Knight of Pentacles. Maybe I'm not interpreting it right and you have an other, another idea of what it's representing or what the universe is trying to tell me. Um, please put it in the comments, email me, whatever. When this episode drops, it'll be two days away from Valentine's Day, and love is in the air, not just for humans, but for supernatural creatures and immortals. Everybody is out there looking for their soulmates. And while many supernatural creatures know what they are getting themselves into when they get into a relationship with a supernatural, humans might want to think twice before falling head over heels for a creature of the night. Relationships are hard enough between two mortals, so imagine what's added to the dynamics when one of you can't die and the other one is, let's say, fragile. So my Valentine's Day gift to you is a kind of lesson on what it means to love a vampire. Now, I will admit, I don't assume all vampire-human relationships will fall into one of these five categories. It is the majority of the inevitable outcomes when you fall in love with the living impaired, let's say. The fantasy will fall away and eventually reality will sink in. So let's break down the five possible outcomes 
when you love a vampire. This is human vampire relationships. It is not vampire witch, vampire werewolf, vampire vampire. It is when the relationships start out as vampire and human. One, they turn you and then you resent it or regret it. Examples of this, Interview with the Vampire, Louis Lestat and Claudia. We all know this story in a moment of weakness. Louis welcomes Lestat's embrace and turns only to regret it, loathe his own existence, refuse to feed off humans and then resent his maker. Then Claudia is made in an attempt to bring Louis back around and fix a very broken relationship. After decades of fun vampire frivolity, Claudia recognizes that her brain and spirit may be maturing, but her body will always stay a child. The resentment and animosity start, and it does not end well. If you know, you know. So, let's move on from that one. Another one, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Mina and Dracula. She falls, he falls, then remembers she's engaged, so she writes a Dear Dracula letter to him and disappears, leaving him utterly heartbroken. But it won't last long, because once she's married, she's drawn back into his arms and against his chest. She drinks his blood and begins the turn only to cry and immediately regret it when she's caught by her husband and vampire hunters. She acts like she didn't even want it, even though we literally saw her beg for it. But we're not here to judge relationships, right? We're just here to analyze them. So moving on. Next, we have Caleb and May from Near Dark. She turns him only hours after they meet. Then before you know it, this cute young cowboy is in an RV with a bunch of vampires that obviously hate him. May doesn't really help the matter. She doesn't really tell him what's happening until it's too late. After running from the cops and wiping out a full bar of people, Caleb is saved by a transfusion that turns him back into human, and then May does the same thing, saying goodbye to the vampire existence. They lucked out because most vampires cannot turn back. They don't have this option. We really only see that with Elena and Damon and May and Caleb, where these two uh, get to turn human and go back. But let's hope that Caleb and May lived happily ever after for the few remaining years that they have as a human. Option number two, when you love a vampire, they watch you grow old and die. Let's look at Jessica and Hoyt in True Blood. First, they lived together, and it seemed like everything was going to be okay, but a year later, the difference between them was just too much. Jess is feeding off of Hoyt regularly, but she's craving something different. She wants to let loose and live in her vampire nature. They break up. She sleeps with Jason twice. Hoyt is destroyed, so Jess has to glamour him so he'll forget everything. She erases his memories and sends him away. 
but inevitably they find their way back to each other they get married and they are determined to make their human vampire marriage work we don't know if jess will eventually turn hoyt we never see that but for now they fall under the very standard they watch you grow old and die ending to this relationship now a not so standard one john and miriam from the hunger so she is centuries old whomever she falls in love with and turns stays young and beautiful just like miriam except the progeny only stay young and beautiful for 200 years unlike miriam who stays young and beautiful forever so after she's had fun with them for 200 years and loved them deeply for 200 years, they start to grow old rapidly. I mean, rapidly, like decades in an hour. So she watches them wither away and grow old. They can no longer feed. They almost become like living mummies. She carries them upstairs, puts them in a coffin amongst many other coffins that I can only assume have all of her ex-lovers. And these ex-lovers just exist in these coffins forever. It's like a collection of people that she's loved over the centuries. We don't know what we would do in that scenario, but I think after you love and lose like the 10th person, maybe stop turning your lovers. I, I don't know. Um, I think it's better to love a human for 80 years than to love someone for 200 years and then they exist in coffins upstairs forever. That's awful. But again, we're not here to judge relationships, okay? This is merely a lesson for the humans who want to love a vampire. Possibility number three, when you love a vampire, they die and you have to live without them. It's especially awful if they die to protect you here are some examples 30 days of night Eben and stella they were divorced but they were still in love when vampires take over their alaskan town Eben chooses to turn himself into a vampire so that he will be strong enough to fight the vampires and save his town and once it's all over and Stella is safe, he chooses to greet the sun and end his very short vampire existence. And now Stella will have to live for several decades without the man that she loves, knowing that he died protecting her. Another one, Riley and Aaron from Midnight Mass they grew up together on this tiny island and they were high school sweethearts but they both chose to leave the island and go their separate ways however later years later they both return with baggage and trauma and they find each other again not long after this they fall back in love but riley unfortunately is turned against his will to protect Aaron and show her undeniable proof of what is happening, he takes her out on a canoe 
and greets the sun turning into ash right in front of her. She is gutted watching Riley turn into ash. She then becomes this amazing badass, helps everyone that she can. Sadly, Aaron too would not survive this. She would actually end up destroying the master vampire's wings and ensuring that he goes down with the rest of them. Probably one of the most heart-wrenching and beautiful vampire human love stories I have ever seen. Heart-wrenching. So I choose to believe that they meet each other on the other side or in another life because, huh. Okay, probably the most painful one that I'm going to talk about in this category, Buffy and Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. They started out as enemies and then he started to develop feelings. He puts up with physical and verbal abuse from this woman. Then he becomes her booty call and gets used to this whole thing without her really caring for him, which he knows. He goes through hell to get his soul back in a desperate attempt to win her. Finally, she falls for him in this vampire slayer forbidden relationship. We all dreamed that they would live happily ever after. We didn't know how that would happen, but we all dreamed they would live happily ever after. But there was no way that this coupling was going to end happy. We have to admit that. Not only does he die, but he dies protecting her and everybody else. When the credits rolled on that last episode of Buffy Forever, we were all left empty and to this day mourning Spike and what could have been if Spike and Buffy could have lived happily ever after. Just in case you still want to love a vampire, let's keep going. Number four, the flip side of this, they lose control and they hurt or kill you or are the reason that you are hurt or killed. Tale of a Vampire, Alex and Annie, Alex and Virginia. Alex has had two loves in his eternal life and both relationships did not end well. Poor Anne was murdered and tied up in Alex's bed like a gift, but she was actually the lucky one because Virginia was freshly turned when her angry ex-husband locked her in a coffin and threw her into the sea where she's still lying to this day being tortured because she loved a vampire. Another example of this one, True Blood, Sookie and Bill, Sookie and Eric. Oh boy, where do we even start with this one? Sookie, Sookie, Sookie. How many times did Sookie get herself into trouble? Hmm. She loved Bill and was in danger because of him countless, countless times. Thank goddess the vampire blood was available to heal her every single time because girl got hurt a lot. Then she falls for Eric and then again is the victim slash bait 
because they're trying to get to the vampires. For someone who can read minds, she got herself into a lot of bad situations and made a lot of bad choices. How many times did people have to rescue her? Not just the vampires, but everybody. Now, to her defense, being in a vampire's world when you are a human is dangerous. So it is not all her fault. And we know that she wasn't completely human. She was actually part supernatural and still was in a great amount of danger just by being in a vampire's world. So I don't think I need to hit this one too hard. If you know the show, you know the show. <sighs> Not the best idea for Sookie to be involved with a vampire. This one is tough. Hemlock Grove, Roman and Letha. Ooh, if you don't know this one, this one's rough. Roman and Letha are cousins. They adore each other. They are best friends. They talk about everything. Roman even rents an, an entire amusement park for Letha one night. It's sweet, right? But they're in this category, so obviously it didn't go well. So brace yourselves. Letha is taken advantage of when she is sleeping slash in a mesmerized state. Roman is the one that is taking advantage of her, but he doesn't even know he did it because he's mesmerized by another vampire, his own mother. And once Letha gives birth, she's no longer necessary, so she is murdered. So poor Letha was just born into the wrong family, was caught in the vampire mess, was loved by a vampire and therefore taken advantage of and hurt. And this whole thing was done by her own aunt who used her as a vessel, then murdered her, took the baby and didn't think twice about it, made her own son the attacker. And it all came to him at the very end. It was absolutely gut-wrenching to watch so just think twice before you get involved in a vampire's world i'm just saying okay now the one we all dream of the unicorn the possibility that you love a vampire they turn you and you watch the world itself change shape in each other's arms it's rare, but it does happen. So, Eric and Pam in True Blood, the ultimate vampire power couple. They meet, she's running a brothel, he's a thousand years old. There's sex in the beginning, but then Eric and Pam become something so much more than that. Their coffins are side by side. They travel together. They run businesses together. They kill together. They would move heaven and earth to protect each other. And I believe when everything else falls, when the smoke settles, Pam and Eric will still be standing side by side, unharmed. Only lovers left alive, even Adam. This is not necessarily my goal for a vampire relationship. It's a little dry for my taste, but Adam and Eve obviously love each other and were meant for each other. 
They separate when they need to. Um, they go into different countries. They have time away from each other, but they are always connected. They always feel each other and they always come back to each other when they need to. The only time you see either one of them even look upset with the other one is when Eve realizes that Adam is contemplating bringing his existence to an end. That's the only time you see one of them get upset with the other. And even when things start to turn for the worst, they are together. They are in it together. They are essentially starving to, get to death. They have no clean blood around them and they are ready to just wither and die in each other's arms. Lovely. Twilight, Edward and Bella. We all know how I feel about Twilight, but I have to give it to Edward and Bella. When I ranked the best vampire couples on last year's Valentine's Day episode, I even surprised myself at how high these two were on, in my rankings. But let's face it, as cheesy as they may be, they are ride or die. Edward has felt nothing for any girl since he was turned in 1918, but then Bella has something that he just can't ignore. And even when he leaves to protect her, he's still attached, watching over her, protecting her. And she's putting herself in harm's way just for a glimpse of him. Whatever it is, they are reunited when Bella tries to save him from walking into the sun and exposing himself, which would be a death sentence with the Volturi. Once together, the plan to be together forever is set in motion. They will marry, and then she will be turned. Bella loses her virginity to Edward on their wedding night in a scene that will not be soon forgotten, and then finds herself pregnant. Um, side warning. Human-vampire sexual relations, very dangerous, because they are very strong, and you are very fragile, and there's a chance that they're going to lose control. So that's a little warning from me to you. Once pregnant, Bella is more than willing to die to save her baby. And she does. She wastes away as the body or as the baby is feeding off of her body. She withers away, but manages to give birth dies in the process. But Edward is able to turn her and bring her back. And at this point in time, Edward and Bella fight for their love, for their family, for their very existence. Never once do they think twice about it. They are forever. Nothing will change that. And no one will ever come between Edward and Bella. So shout out where shout out is due. That is a good relationship. Now, if you listened to last year's Valentine's Day episode, you will know how I feel about this couple, Laszlo and Nadia from What We Do in the Shadows. I ranked them as the number one vampire couple, and in my heart, they still are. So Nadia and Laszlo are my kind of vampire couple. This is the love that I look for. She climbs into his window, turns him. Centuries later, they're still together. They love each other. They've been 100% open and honest with each other. They have an open relationship, yet still lust for each other. They laugh, they fight, they love, they sing. They are the vampire... Uh, Romeo and Juliet? No, because they, they die at the end. And Laszlo and Nadja will never die. I don't know. 
They're amazing. I, I love, 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 love their relationship. It is completely non-judgmental. They are with each other till the end of time. I absolutely believe that at the end of time, Laszlo and Nadja will be together, still loving each other. Could you imagine a dinner party with just some of these couples, just the last four couples, and how do I get invited to that party? So there it is, my lovelies, your Valentine's Day gift. The five most common ways that a relationship with a vampire is going to end. Now, for those of you who made it to the end, there's a little Valentine's Day gift for you. In two days, on Valentine's Day, a bonus episode will drop. I am going to review a vampire movie that I stumbled across that I felt strike while the iron is hot. Now is the time to record this and I'll tell you why. Because it involves everybody's favorite daddy, Pedro Pascal. That's right, Pedro Pascal was in a vampire movie. I know and I found it and I watched it and I'm dropping it on Valentine's Day because everybody, male, female, dead, undead, would love for Pedro to fall in love with them. So he's gonna be your Valentine's this Valentine's. So my lovelies, I have explained for you the possible outcomes when you love a vampire, but be warned, it is hard for vampires to fall in love, but once they do, the vampires I know mate for an eternity. They love passionately and fiercely. They would die for you and they would kill for you. So be careful what you wish for. And with that, I wish you a happy Valentine's Day. Wicked hugs and bloody kisses. Good evening.